This is episode 38. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're doing good. I am doing good. There's a lot of actually stuff going on right now in my life, a lot of kind of big decisions to make. And so when those things go through, then I can uh, share them with you here on the podcast, because I think that a lot of you might be interested in what's going on and some of the things I'm getting involved with as they could be relevant and helpful to you. So keep an ear out for that. Um, I also just want to thank you, those of you that are listening to the podcast, I am looking in at my stats and just seeing um, the wide range of people that are listening. Like, I guess for me anyway, it feels a wide range because I have obviously listeners in the U.S., which is where I'm based. But then I've got people from Australia and the United Kingdom and even in Malaysia that are listening in to the podcast and it's uh, flattering and encouraging as as someone that's working to to help and contribute in a way that will build you up, help you find solutions to your problems. Because on this podcast, we're looking for solutions to ah, how do I say this? Because when when you have a child with special needs, it can be tempting to get to a place where there is a passive acceptance of what has happened and. I'm not saying that that's not an option and not maybe something that some people should do, but I know for me and for many of you out there, you feel the drive to be more proactive in finding solutions to the problems that your life has presented to you, the the deck of cards that you've been dealt, right? And that for us is having a child with special needs. For you is having a child with special needs. Well, for me, it's there's just a drive to look and to find a solution to help my daughter improve, um, help my children improve, and to still achieve the goals and the dreams that are innate within me. And so that's really what I'm aiming at trying to do and trying to provide. Now, in pursuing this mission, there is something I want to address today called buffering. And buffering can throw a huge wrench in your plans to create that proactive, proactive life where you can pursue goals, dreams, health, wholeness, all those things. So let's dive into buffering. What is it, first of all? Buffering, it goes under the umbrella of numbing behaviors. Okay, so anything that to you might feel like you're doing too much of, too much of this behavior, or maybe it feels compulsive, or maybe a behavior that you have urges around, or that it's hard to say no to, or anything that you were spending your time on that you wish you didn't spend so much time on, but you are, and it feels hard to not do it. So examples of this can be Overeating, over drinking, overworking, over organizing, over scheduling, over spending, um, over watching, whether that's social media or Netflix or any other streaming thing, even old movies if you still got them, right? Or over worrying. Um, anything that, if you can't tell from the examples I've given, is overdoing it, right? And all of these behaviors lead you to kind of ask the question like, 
why am I doing this behavior, right? If if you're not liking it, if you don't want to spend your time doing it, if you're trying to compensate for something, right, or it just feels like you can't stop, what's causing all of this? Okay, and I just want you to know that, that that's kind of the definition of buffering, right? Those numbing behaviors. And the reason, right, is kind of in the the word numbing, right, is that you're trying to not feel something or encounter a certain experience, which is a feeling, right? We usually have an experience or in a situation, it triggers a feeling and we don't want to feel that. That is the main driving force behind why we buffer. Now, understanding why we buffer only matters if we can see the result that it's getting us, right? Because if we're buffering, if we're overeating and over drinking and we're overweight and we're overspending and we have an empty wallet and bank account, like, does that matter to you is a question. Now, I feel like you might be thinking like, Ashley, that's kind of an obvious like question. Why would you, why would you ask that? Of course it matters. Of course I don't want an empty bank account. But the truth is, is that if you have, for example, an empty bank account because you've overspent or if you're overweight because you have overeaten or that you're having addictions to different substances, you know, things that you don't want, but yet you have, it's worth asking the question, like, why am I doing this? Is there something else that matters more to me that I'm avoiding other than the results I'm getting, as in the overweight, the addictions, the spending, the whatever it is, right? Overscheduling, overworrying. Something else matters a little bit more. And what that is, is avoiding feeling your feelings, Okay, overall as an umbrella. Now let me dive into that so that it makes a little bit more sense. But before I do, I want to talk a little bit about why it matters, like why buffering matters, not just, not actually why buffering matters, but why not engaging in numbing behaviors and buffering against your life matters. And here's a couple of reasons that I've come up with. I'm sure there are more, but these are the main ones that I see popping up in my life. And that is... It is a time and energy suck. When you buffer, you don't get stuff done. You're trying to escape and avoid things, okay? When you escape and avoid things, you don't make things happen in your life. You procrastinate. It's like maybe if I don't, maybe if I avoid it, it'll just go away or somehow get better because I'm at my wits end and I don't know what else to do. That's not the case. That actually doesn't happen, at least not in my life, because you turn around, you go back to it, and it's still there. Or it's worse off than when you found it because you've been ignoring it and avoiding it. Buffering also lessens the quality of your life. And the reason is, is because when you buffer, you're separating yourself from yourself. If you're feeling an emotion frustration, for example, and you separate yourself from that emotion into numbing it, right, with overeating, over Facebooking, over drinking, overworking, over cleaning your house, anything like that, you pull yourself away from your actual life experience and you get busy, right? You're trying to outrun it, but it lessens the quality of your life because you're not actually in your life or in your body. Okay, you're trying to run away from what's happening in your body, which is that emotion. 
And when you go back to your body or back to that situation, you're met with that emotion again and again and again. It doesn't go away, especially because many of our triggers do revolve around what we're doing in our daily life and in our home with ourselves, with our family, with our child's special needs, with the doctors, with the nurses, with the therapists. It's all right there in our face all the time. So that feeling doesn't go away. We just avoid it for a little while. And then it surfaces again. And we, no, no, let's avoid it, avoid it. And then it surfaces again. No, no, no. So we keep trying to pile all of these things on top of it by these behaviors, right? We overeat, overdrink, et cetera, et cetera, to try to bury it, run away from it, avoid it. And those things just don't work long term, okay? It's trying to fix a broken leg with a Band-Aid. It's trying to, you know... I guess, cover a massive cut or lesion with a Band-Aid, more like it. It's bleeding. It's, it's open and we're just not addressing it. Okay, and it causes big, big problems in your life down the road. Okay, so this is why I would really, really want to offer to you to, to consider where you're buffering in your life, how it's not working, why you should consider stopping and replacing it with something else, which I will also get to towards the end of this podcast. Now, I want to dive a little bit deeper into it, like I said I would, and give an example of what this looks like in my life. And then you can take it the next steps further and see what it will look like in your life and decide whether or not this is something that's serving you. And I guarantee, guarantee that you will find it's not. And it's worth your time to put in some work to not make it happen. And the work that I'm talking about is not extensive and like wholesome, like time consuming. Cause I know like we got to get a move on, you know, we have stuff to do, places to be, people to help. So an example in, um, with my daughter, she tends to have a, not yet understanding the idea of personal space. And so she likes to invade all of our personal spaces, like right up in your face, kind of poking your eyes, holding your arms, scratching your arms if she's trying to get your attention, and different ways of communicating that are a struggle and a trigger for many of us that live with her. And so for me, when that happens, I flare up into frustration. And I do not like feeling frustrated because I don't know what to do with it in this particular dynamic that I currently have with our daughter, with the problems we haven't currently figured out how to solve that aren't solved in the traditional way, right? So we gotta be creative. We're not there yet with this particular thing. And for her, like developmentally, it might just be a ways down the road. We just don't know. So I'm feeling frustrated when these things happen. And I don't like feeling frustrated. And I notice that when I feel frustrated, the automatic thought is I need to find a solution. I need to figure this out because I don't want to feel frustrated. But I'm really bad at finding solutions when I'm frustrated. I'm not creative. I'm not problem solving. I'm just getting agitated and wanting to fix it now and force things to happen. And let me tell you, that doesn't work. I've tried it. Can't make people behave the way you want them to behave, especially when you're frustrated. Like you can't at all. When you're frustrated, you just kind of make the situation worse. So for me, figuring out what to do, since I can't, have had a hard time figuring it out and I'm feeling frustrated, what I do then is buffer. Go straight to, for me, it is over um, educating or um, seeking out a distraction like playing little games on my phone 
or trying to do something that I feel is productive, like doing research or cleaning the house. Okay, those are some of the things that I like to do to escape that frustration, or at least that I notice that I do to escape frustration. Now, when I do those things, I am checking out, kind of like I mentioned earlier, I'm checking out of the situation, checking out of my frustration, and just trying to move on and get away from it. And that tends to make things worse as I can sense that my daughter feels like she's not being noticed or heard. And I don't like that. And yet I have a hard time staying present and staying with her because I haven't yet learned how to manage my frustration, okay, or to be with it. And that's part of the problem. Buffering is avoiding those things. So then the question is, how do you stop buffering, if it's creating all of these problems. And I want to give you three different things that I have figured out that really work to help address this. Okay. Now, this is the suggestions I'm giving have helped me and I think will help generally speaking, but you got to take it, you got to cater it. And, you know, so like this can get you maybe 80% of the way there. You got to get yourself the extra 20% and understand the principles behind it and understand um, what it will look like for you in your life. Okay. Um, So the first thing, and I've talked about some of these points in my other podcasts is becoming aware of your emotions and what you think about those emotions. So for me, it's becoming aware that, When I feel my personal space is invaded by my daughter and she's poking my face, I feel frustrated. I'm aware of that now. But initially, if you haven't, you just need to notice when you start to feel a certain way, when you start to behave a certain way, when you're engaging in your buffering behaviors and your numbing behaviors, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Ask yourself those kinds of questions, okay? So for me, I was frustrated, buffering against that, and I'm aware of it. And I'm also aware about what I think about frustration, which is you shouldn't be here. Frustration's awful. Okay, it's not useful. I shouldn't be thinking this. Okay, I need to be more creative. So I kind of reprimand myself or, you know, I scold myself because I feel frustrated because I I keep telling myself I shouldn't feel that way. Okay, so I've developed this awareness about what I'm doing with it. The next thing you want to do is to change the narrative about the emotion. So instead of having the narrative of, I shouldn't feel frustrated, the narrative can be, I'm only human. Frustration is part of the deal. I don't need to run away from frustration and I don't need to act on frustration. It's okay that I feel frustrated. Okay, a lot of these different thoughts for me have brought peace just about feeling frustration. Now, I don't know if that makes sense. Can you feel peaceful about feeling frustrated? Okay, so what that basically does when you change the narrative and you make feeling all the emotions okay and you can feel them without having to do something about it, that's when you've reached a really powerful place of being able to feel your emotion And then letting it pass because emotions only tend to sit inside of us when we don't let them flow through us, when we try to to stop them from happening. 
Okay. This is a, a huge superpower. I think as a human, we can do this because we have a frontal cortex, because we have a logical brain. We can do this over our reptilian brain or our primitive brain. We can help mitigate doing things we don't want to do without thinking about it. So that's what you want to do. So the first one is becoming aware, right? The second one is changing the narrative about the emotion that you're experiencing. And then the third thing is to feel the emotion without needing to do anything about it. So for me, it would be sitting with frustration. And initially, I've had to take steps away by myself without anything else around because that's where I'm at at the moment in processing it and just feel it. Okay, now I've talked about feeling emotions in a couple of other podcasts. If you want a deeper dive into that, go listen to those other ones. But for right now, I'm just going to summarize feeling an emotion. You can, you identify where it is in your body, give it a color, a shape, characteristics, see if it's moving anywhere, kind of check in with it. That's how you can feel it. And you just let it be there and you, you develop a relationship with it. And the reason this is so powerful is the next time I go into that situation and I'm feeling that trigger, I'm in that, and I feel frustration flare up, I can actually identify it. And it's like, oh, there's frustration. Hi, I notice you. I notice you're here. It's okay. I'm, I'm not going to do anything though. And you just let it pass. And it passes a lot quicker when you don't try to fight with it. Okay? Because I noticed that Sometimes what we try to do is we try to just get rid of it as if frustration is something we should never feel or sadness is something we should never feel or whatever emotion that you're buffering from. Trying to get rid of it does not work because we are designed to feel the feelings that we create in our bodies. We can't get rid of them. So the idea is to become friends with your emotions, to realize you don't have to act because you feel angry and that you can still make a decision in spite of feeling frustrated or angry to not act on them. Okay. So it's, it's very powerful. I want to offer to you that if you're, you're willing to try this, you can definitely see a shift away from buffering behaviors towards feeling like you have more control towards moving in the direction you want to move, eating what you want to eat, being the kind of parent you want to be for your child, keeping your budget where it is. Okay. And uh, as I'm talking about this, it's not like an end all be all fix all for all the things, but it is a place to start to help you feel like you have some control of yourself and where you can be in your life and you don't have to buffer from your life. Okay. So that is what I've got for you today. Thank you to all of you throughout the world that are listening. And hopefully you find something useful. If you do share it with those that you know, and you love, and I will see you again next week. Take care. Bye.